I'm Tom Snape. Last week, WRBI took a look back at the top 10 local news stories of 2021 during the 7 a.m., noon, and 5 p.m. news blocks. On this morning's edition of The Daily Pod, we're going to take a final look back at all 10 stories. Number 10, the Star-Spangled Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. A large crowd of people estimated to be in the thousands turned out the evening of July 1st at Bill Gillespie Soccer Park in Batesville for the Star-Spangled Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra concert. The orchestra, led by resident conductor Jacob Joyce, played a mix of patriotic songs and orchestral showpieces. This was the final year of a three-year series. The COVID-19 pandemic forced last year's event to be delayed. But Mayor Mike Bess gave special recognition to healthcare workers, first responders, and other essential workers, such as grocery and convenience store workers, gas station attendants, truck drivers, and factory workers, among others, for showing up to work every day and keeping the community safe and up and running during the pandemic. The evening was capped off by a fireworks display at the conclusion of the orchestra's performance, which was the first mass gathering in public since the start of the pandemic. The event was hosted by the City of Batesville, Batesville Area Arts Council, Hill & Brand Incorporated, and the ISO. And number nine, Brookville receives a $2 million downtown revitalization grant. Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch paid a visit to Brookville the afternoon of October 21st to present a ceremonial check representing the $2 million the town will use to revitalize historic buildings downtown over the next several years as part of the Preserving Main Street Pilot Program. The ceremony took place at Valley House Flats. Brookville and all of our other small rural communities that have vibrant main streets are what are driving the economic engine of Indiana. The town of Brookville and Main Street Brookville collaborated on the grant application and presentation. A total of 14 communities across Indiana applied for the funds administered by the Indiana Office of Community and Rural Affairs. After the field was whittled down to five finalists, it was eventually decided that both Brookville and Kendallville in the northern part of the state would be awarded the grant money. Number eight, changes at the top of two of Batesville's biggest employers. It was announced in June that Joe Raver would retire as president and chief executive officer of Hill & Brand Incorporated at the end of 2021. Raver led the Batesville-based company since 2013. During his time as CEO, Hillenbrand grew from a $600 million death care business in North America to a $2.5 billion global diversified industry. Hillenbrand's board of directors appointed Kimberly Ryan to succeed Raver as CEO effective January 1st. She joined the board on New Year's Day and immediately became executive vice president of Hillenbrand. Ryan joined Batesville Casket Company in 1989 and in her 33 years with Hillenbrand has held a number of senior roles. Tim Putnam announced in late July that he was resigning as Margaret Mary Health CEO effective August 31st to pursue interest in health care education, policy, and rural health advocacy. Putnam was named in February to the Biden administration's COVID-19 Health Equity Task Force. He served as the hospital CEO for 19 years. Liz Lysing was named interim CEO. Lysing had served as the chief nursing officer and vice president of patient services at Margaret Mary Health since 2016. Number seven, Honda begins Civic Hatchback production in Greensburg. Associates of the Honda Indiana Auto Plan in Greensburg were joined inside the facility on a rainy Monday morning in September by several dignitaries for a celebration to mark the start of mass production of the 2022 Civic Hatchback. Honda has built Civic models in the United States since 1986, 
but this is the first time the hatchback has been built in the U.S. Production began immediately. Governor Eric Holcomb, U.S. Senator Todd Young, 6th District Congressman Greg Pence, and Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh were in attendance at the introduction and kickoff event. The company invested $50.2 million to prepare the facility for mass production of the all-new version of Civic. Jill Fuels, a lifelong Greensburg resident who began working at the plant before the first cars rolled off the assembly line in 2008, she had this reaction the day of the announcement. Currently, I'm the Weld Department Project Lead for New Model Development. So I've been working on the Civic Project, and then we'll move on to future activities. So it'll be exciting. The Greensburg facility is one of only two Honda plants in the world manufacturing the 2022 Civic Hatchback. Number six, the Umbrella Sky Project brings visitors to Batesville. The official ribbon cutting for the Umbrella Sky Project of Portugal took place on a sunny July Saturday afternoon in Batesville. The ribbon cutting ceremony was conducted by the Batesville Area Chamber of Commerce. The world-renowned exhibit has been featured in just a few cities in Europe and the United States. The display was brought to town by the Batesville Area Arts Council and had a large number of visitors even before the ribbon cutting. And it continued to attract visitors to not only the display, but to local businesses. The umbrellas were open at the corner of Main and Boeinger Streets until October, but the structure from which the umbrellas hung is being used for another eye-catching attraction. The switch was flipped on an early December evening on the Batesville Sky Winter Wonder light display. The Batesville Area Arts Council was the driving force behind the winter-themed display, which hangs from the structure used for the Umbrella Sky project. The current display consists of a 200-foot lighted tunnel decorated with more than 100 snowflakes. Batesville Sky Winter Wonder will be up through late February. Right now, let's take a brief time out and we'll continue the countdown of the top 10 local news stories of 2021 right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back. I'm Tom Snape. We continue our look back at the top 10 local news stories of 2021. Number 5, teen convicted of killing two younger siblings. A Ripley County jury found Nicholas Kedrowitz guilty on two murder counts in August in connection with the 2017 smothering deaths of two younger siblings. Two-year-old Desiree McCartney and 11-month-old Nathaniel Ritz died at their home on Maple Street in Osgood in a pair of incidents separated by 80 days. Kedrowitz was 17 years old when he stood trial and is not eligible for the death penalty because of his age. He faces 45 to 65 years in prison on each count. Kedrowitz is scheduled to be sentenced by Ripley Circuit Judge Ryan King in early February. Number four, Accelerate Rural Indiana and Southeast Indiana Ready receive millions in state economic development funds. Governor Eric Holcomb, Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers, and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation Board of Directors announced on December 14th that $500 million will be awarded to support regional development plans across 17 regions representing all 92 counties as part of the Indiana Regional Economic Acceleration and Development Initiative, also known as REDI. Locally, Accelerate Rural Indiana, which is made up of the cities of Batesville, Greensburg, Rushville, and Shelbyville, plus Decatur, Rush, and Shelby counties, was awarded $20 million. And Southeast Indiana Ready, which is composed of Ripley, Dearborn, Franklin, Ohio, Switzerland, and Union counties, will receive $15 million. 
After a series of meetings and all applications were submitted by the deadline, the 17 regions made their respective cases for funds during presentations to the review committee in late November. We throw the word unprecedented around quite a bit, but there were some unprecedented relationships that were built throughout this process. And that um, that is going to serve us well, not just over the course of the next year or two, three years, but really uh, over the course of the next decade. Governor Holcomb. It's not clear at this time which local projects will be funded with ready money. Number three, Hilram acquired by Baxter. Baxter International Incorporated announced on December 13th the completion of its acquisition of hospital bed and patient monitoring device manufacturer Hilram Holdings Incorporated. Baxter paid $156 in cash for each outstanding share of Hilram Common Stock for a purchase price of $10.5 billion. Including the assumption of Hillrom's outstanding debt, the value of the transaction is approximately $12.5 billion. The planned acquisition was announced in September. The Batesville location will be the company's second facility in Indiana, joining a plant in Bloomington under the Baxter umbrella. Both companies are based in the Chicago area, but Hillrom has its roots in a strong manufacturing presence in southeastern Indiana. Hillrom was started in 1929 as a sister company of Batesville Casket as part of Hill and Brand Industries. The two companies split in 2008, and Hillrom moved its headquarters to Chicago in 2015. Hillrom still employs close to 1,900 people in Batesville. Number two, Kelsey Lanehart. United States Marine Corporal and 2019 East Central High School graduate Kelsey Lanehart was seriously wounded in the August 26 suicide bombing at the airport in Kabul, Afghanistan during the U.S. pullout from that country. A fellow Indiana native and Marine Corporal, 22-year-old Humberto Sanchez of Logansport, was among 13 U.S. service members killed in the terrorist attack. Lanehart was choppered from the scene and taken to Walter Reed National Military Hospital near Washington, D.C. to begin the long road to recovery. She suffered head and spinal injuries but says she vows to walk again. After just over a month at Walter Reed, Lanehart was transferred to the Shirley Bryan Ability Lab in Chicago where she began physical therapy. Lanehart's parents have been keeping friends and others up to date through posts on Carrying Bridge. Back in southeastern Indiana and across the tri-state, a number of fundraisers have been held to help defray Corporal Lanehart's medical expenses. In fact, Kelsey even got to come home to Bright, Indiana for the Christmas holiday. Number one, COVID-19. For the second straight year, the COVID-19 pandemic had everyone's attention. Although vaccines and eventually boosters were administered and things began to open up, the number of positive cases in the area across Indiana and the country went up and down. We ended the year first with the Delta variant and then the Omicron variant, both of which drove surges in cases in taxed hospitals and healthcare workers. Officials continue to do more of the same, urging people to help stop the spread by wearing masks, keeping their distance, washing hands, and other measures. There you have it, the top 10 local news stories of the past year. Now, we're on to 2022. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.